0: Morning. I am Laura Lynn, and happy Mother's Day from the Vasquez family to all of you. It is so great to be here with you guys this morning. You know, Mother's Day has been tricky to me. I was told that I would never have children, and then in one year I had three children, and then years later I wondered why I had and wanted so many children, right? We've all had those times. Life has some tricky twists and turns, but God is faithful and God is here with us. I wanted to start off this morning saying, foster moms, I see you. Adopted moms, I see you. Moms whose marriages are struggling, working moms, tired moms, stay-home moms, empty-nester moms, military moms, spiritual moms, or moms whose dreams may not have been fulfilled. God is with you. God loves you. He sees you this morning, and he hears your cry. This family unit that we've been put in is an incredible unit. It's an incredible gift from the Lord and his creation. In the beginning, God, creator of all things, had this huge creative vision. His kingdom purposes transcend all generations, all personalities, and all callings. Some would be parents, some not. Some would parent companies, some not. Some would be called prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors, some not. But all of us are part of his purpose and his plan. All of us have a calling. I think of those first parents, Adam and Eve. You know, there was no books, no WebMD, no history of things that worked with teething or feeding or what to do with their excrement. I mean, things strange things come out of children, right? How did his parents do it? Well, I believe that God was there guiding him and teaching them. Why do I believe that? Because in Genesis 4, Eve says, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. I believe he was there helping Eve. And then I think of Mary and Joseph, the parents of Jesus. And, and here was this young woman. And oh my gosh, let's read together when the story, when the angel came Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid for you, Mary, have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus and he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Can we just consider for a moment the emotions that Mary must have had from fear to awe to joy? When Jesus was born, it was not a friendly environment for women in general, but then considering an unwed, pregnant woman, there's a possibility that she could have been stripped of her family or worse, even stoned and killed. And then the gossip, you know, the stares and and the hardship that I can only imagine that these two would have had. People have a hard time forgetting what is shocking. And it would have been shocking. And I can only imagine 12 years later when Jesus was wandering around and he was in the synagogue, right, with um, the teachers of the law, and his parents were looking for him, that people were, you know, by the fire. Well, you know, if you wouldn't have had a baby before time, parenting might not be so hard for you, right? People, people make comments. People have a hard time forgetting but what I love about Mary, and this is so precious to me, she treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart, it tells us in Luke. She knew what God had told her about her son, she knew who he was going to be. And she treasured these things and she pondered them, which means she considered and thought it through what it all meant. It was amazing to me when I finally did have children to call my own. How many child-rearing rules that there were! There are so many rules and so many ways to do things, and there are more rules than there are denominations. And last time I checked, there was over nine thousand denominations. It is crazy. But Adam and Eve, you know, they didn't have any books. I, yet I, I would go to the books and i hear read one thing, and then I would go to a Bible setting and get another, and then I'd go to church and hear a third thing. And oh, walking in the parking lot, it'd be crazy. We would get hints on how to raise our three children from a passerby. We call these flyby comments. Now, I kid you not, we were a spectacle to see, and I loved showing off my babies. I really did. But it was so hard for Dean and I to know exactly whose wisdom and whose advice to listen to. And it kind of rocked our world at times. There's this nationwide poll in Women in More magazine. And then we also took a poll here in our church. And what we found is that there's a majority of women who struggle with confidence in the choices that they make in parenting. You know, and I see this in pastoral care as well, that we struggle with our confidence There are so many options we have to face. The list is endless. Parenting is not this dualistic approach, just this is right and that's wrong, right? There's so many choices out there. And with so much criticism, it's hard to know what's right. Dean and I, we went to counseling when there was issues that we really needed a third party in. We also joined parenting classes. I went to mom's groups, we went to groups together, and I encourage all of you to get in a group. We need people to champion us and come alongside us. But it was still hard for us to know what God wanted us to do. A few moms share this week in the survey that we took that parenting is the most challenging thing they have ever done in their entire life. I think we all know that. We know that it's not as easy as it seems. Eve had the Lord. Mary had the Lord. And you know what? We have the Lord because of the power of what he did on the cross. He is in us. The Lord was with the people in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, and he is with us, giving us wisdom. Now, this wisdom may not be in an audible voice or an angel coming down and talking to us, but it's in that growing confidence that God is leading us and directing us. The more time we spend with him and in his word, he does grow us and guide us. I love the story of Moses. You know, he had this huge job to do, right? God had called him to guide his people to freedom, not a small task. But Moses, he felt ill-equipped to lead. He, he had a few doubts himself. And I love this. God was not, you know, saying, pumping him up, like, you go, Moses, you've got this high five, you know, like Rocky, yeah, no. But this is what God said. He said in Exodus 3.12, I will be with you. And then again in verse 14, I am who I am. God continued to show Moses that it was not about Moses, but it was about God leading him and guiding him and directing him. Not, his, not Moses' talents and gifts that, that God did continue to grow, but it was about God you know, I know there's something in all of us who just want to know exactly how life's going to go. We like road maps. I personally love maps. I always have that map on in my car, and I just like to know, like, what's left, what's turned. I want to be able to, you know, navigate it before it's going to get there. And the questions that we have coming at us daily are huge. Do I homeschool or public school or private school or now even charter school? Do I make my own baby food? Is a jar okay? Shots or no shots? Preschool or no preschool? Breastfed or formula? You know, home birth, hospital, sports or no sports or or music or Harry Potter even we get questioned about. I mean, the list is endless and it has the potential to knock us off our game. But you know what? We don't need to fear. We don't need to fear because... God is with us. He is leading us. He is calling us. He called me to be a wife, to be a parent, to be a pastor, to be a leader. And in these roles, I am to ask God what I am to do to glorify him and his kingdom. I'm to seek the Lord. God created me to be me. And for me to grow in his likeness. He's given me these precious gifts. He's given me my interests and my abilities, right? And guess what? He has created you to be you, with your talents, your personalities, and who God created you to be. Don't compare yourself to others. You are an amazing you. During my girls' elementary years, with so many opinions coming to me. I had to ask myself the question finally, I wish I had done this earlier. What would change if I really believed that the Lord loved me with an everlasting love? How would I live out my world and my roles and would it matter how others lived theirs? Well, the answer came pretty quickly to me. I would stop judging myself and condemning myself and I would stop judging others if I truly believe that. There are millions of things we pile on our plates that stress us out. Let's relax. Let's take stuff off our plate. Years ago, I really struggled with wanting to be a stay-at-home mom. I was home with my babies who I begged Jesus for literally on my knees and now years later I was struggling. I thought magically I was just going to be mom of the year. I had read magazines and this was way before Pinterest. I'd pull things out and I'd have all these boards up and there was all these articles on how to do it best in a mom and there was these crafts that I just thought oh my gosh I'm going to be the best craft mom out there and you know there's so many things I would join women's uh, ministries and and hear on how to meal prep and and what pretty platters to put, Food on and oh my goodness put lipstick on before your man comes home these were all great things none of these were bad but you know what inside I was dying I was completely stressed out I was trying to take all of my gifts and talents in the workplace where I got accolades and where I would get you know money and rewards I was trying to take all of that and put that into my home and on my children on my family and it was stressing all of us out it was a lot of pressure and I hated it I felt like I lived with this horrible secret that I just wanted to have adult conversations and not talk about my children, and that I really wanted to go back to work yet I adored and loved my family. I wanted my kids in my lap and all that good stuff. So one day I was on a walk with my friend and gosh, she was such a godsend. And she just like looked at me as I was complaining to her saying, you know, gosh, will you just pray for me that I like figure it out because I know I'm a horrible cook and a, you know, a horrible housekeeper that I will just get better. And she just looked at me at my silly prayer request and she said, Laurel, you know that there are women in the Bible that worked. And literally I was like, wait, what? What are you talking about? And so as I searched the scriptures, I realized I was asking the wrong question. The question was not should I work or not or whatever else was coming my way. The question was, am I seeking the Lord to do his will in my life and the life of my family? Am I allowing God's voice to be louder in my life than the world's voice or my neighbor's voice or anyone's voice for that matter? As I studied what Eve meant and who she was, we came to realize my husband and I that we together are to go to the Lord for his guidance in our lives and how we as a couple are to live. And it's going to look very different from the couples in this valley. In fact, Mary and Joseph had a very specific calling on their lives and my life was not going to look like theirs. Your family is going to look very different. Your family is gonna be who God wants you to be. What is God speaking to you? His voice needs to be way louder than anybody's voice and especially the voices and pictures you see on social media. I finally came to peace with I'm Laura Lynn. And you know what, we are the Vasquez family and we are really unique. Sometimes we eat dinner under the table because that's just who my husband is and he's hilarious. Sometimes with utensils or not. When everybody else is carpooling, the Vasquez girls are riding their bikes to school because that's how we roll. We sometimes don't have our house clean because we're having too much fun giggling at whatever is coming up. I wish I could do crafts. I can't. But I can tell you, my Pinterest board is the bomb and you should all be following it. As a fourth grader, I, Laura Lynn, would teach the scriptures to my stuffed animals. And as an adult woman today, there's nothing that brings me more joy in life than to make the scriptures come alive for people. That's me, and we're the Vasquez family. You do you. Who is God calling you to be in your family with your personality and your gifts and your talents? Ezekiel 36, I love this verse. A staff member brought it up to me this week. It said, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put in you. That is absolutely true through the power of the cross. God is with us all the time, helping me to be me and you to be you. Know who you are in Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me? The song Katie sang, I love. It was so precious. And you know, my three girls all look alike, and it's really exciting. We want to show them off. But you know, the most important thing is not do our kids look like us, but are we looking like our father? Are we growing in his image? We want to grow together and champion one another and love one another. There's this really funny video that's going out on social media right now and we wanna play it for you guys today and it's funny and there's some, you know, some definitely emotional parts in it. But, and then after that, I'm gonna invite up Jenny Treadway. She's another mom on this journey to understand what it means to lean in to God first. So let's go ahead and show the video.
1: Police have arrived. Drug-free
0: pull-birth. Dolphin-assisted. Ohh.
1: Well, you push. We cuddle.
0: Yeah, cuddling is bonding. Helicopter mom, 12 o'clock. <laughs> Must be mommy's
1: day off. <laughs> oh, that's sexist. What? Hey. I wonder what it's like being a part-time mom. Ooh. Stay-at-home moms. <sighs> I wonder what they do all day.
0: Manny-petties. Looks like some moms are too lazy to breastfeed. Oh yeah? Well, I popped during conference calls. <laughs> Hello. You want a piece of this? Oh! Oh, you want a piece of this?! Well, I'll show you some screen-free parenting! Great. Let's go time. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah go, go! Let's
1: go. I'll uh, be back. I'll be back.
0: Let's do this! Oh! Oh you guys. Gosh! Oh. Oh.
1: a great video, isn't it? I know the first time I saw it, you know, it just evokes a lot of emotion out of you, doesn't it? And I love this video because it's, can we just look past our differences and just get to know each other regardless of the choices that we're making as parents? So as you watched this parent's moms, I don't know if there's one parent group, mom group you may have identified with. I know for me it was the stay-at-home mom. That was something I knew even from when I was a little girl that that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a wife and I wanted to be a mom and I looked forward to that and you know, looking back and just knowing myself, it really is how I'm wired. I really just enjoy those housemaking, just tasks. I um, love baking, love cooking, cleaning. Eh, but I don't mind it. But you know, obviously, there's always some cleaning jobs that we all hate. I love working in the garden. I love being outdoors. That's kind of my happy place. Is is working in my yard. And I just love creating a warm and cozy environment for my for my husband and for my kids and for our family and friends to come and enjoy. But I also know not everybody's wired like me, right? Laura Lynn shared her story, and she and I are different, and we're wired differently, and that's okay, And that's what we want to kind of talk about this morning and just really celebrate and champion one another as moms, just so on whatever journey we're on with each other in motherhood and whatever choices that we've made as moms. I just want to ask if we as women could just stop subtly putting one another down we're kind of good at this just little jabs at one another just um you know it's just something to be mindful of that we you know just asking us to stop doing that whether or not we've chosen to stay at home or work full-time work part-time even beyond that just the choices we've made As laura lynn there's an endless amount of choices that we can make on this journey of motherhood, and as we parent our kids, and it's it's hard. There are so many things coming at us, and sometimes we don't know what is the best thing. And you know, we are comparing to each other, and um, so we just are asking that we you know could just stop judging each other. There's a great verse found in James 4:11, and it says this: "Brothers, do not slander one another." It's pretty simple, right? Pretty straightforward. Just stop slandering each other. Stop judging each other. Stop. Um, comparing yourselves to one another too. Let's be mindful about what we say to other moms and what we may be saying about other moms. Let's not pass judgment. If we are disagreeing with what they're choosing to do. I know it's, it's very easy. I think that when, you know, we are obviously choosing a certain, you know, type of parenting for ourselves and for our family and for our kids, and we think that's the best. And that is the best for you and for your family, but it may not be the best for someone else's family and for their situation. I think everybody, you know, kids are different, families are different. Laurelyn and I have, you know, a lot of kids between us. And um, each child, as you, if you have kids, you know each child is different. And then there's going to be different ways that you're going to even need to parent each child. So it's just really looking for what's the best for you and for your family. Now, a few years ago, actually about 15 years ago, feels like a few years ago, but longer than that. I helped lead a ministry here at Rancho called MOPs, which stands for Mothers of Preschoolers. And um, at that time, we were having an event at the church, and a lot of the ministries that were part of the church were, were kind of coming up, and we were sharing a little bit about what our ministries were and what we did in our ministries. Now, the gal that was actually emceeing the event, she was a full-time working mom. And, she, and I already knew this before the event, but she was pretty vocal about her... Um, desire to see more women in the workplace and I always felt a little bit less than around her because she kind of had some strong opinions about stay-at-home moms so I knew this this is you know was her opinions on what her opinions were on stay-at-home moms and um, so anyways when she was introducing me to come up to the stage she introduced myself and then introduced my ministry then actually booed me which was you know I was walking up to the stage going oh my goodness she just did that So I thought, okay, we'll have to make kind of a light and funny joke about it. And, you know, I think I did. And after the event, she did come up and she apologized for, because it obviously wasn't the appropriate setting to, to do something like that. And I, you know, I knew that that was her opinion. So it didn't, I mean, it surprised me that she actually booed me in front of people. But, um, but I knew what her opinion was. So, so she was, you know, vocal about it, but Personally, I was also judging her. I mean, I was judging her choice to be a, a full-time working mom, and she had uh, several young kids. And so I wasn't as vocal because I, I hate confrontation and all run away from confrontation at all costs. Um, but So I would never say have, have said anything to her face. But, you know, internally, I was judging the choices that she was making. So I kind of just wanted to share that story just to, to say, could we just all just stop doing that and just really celebrate each other. Let's just find that common bond as moms. We all love our kids. We all care for our kids. We all want the best for our kids, right? And I think with this video, just at that point when the stroller's starting to roll down the hill, I mean, it's just a beautiful, you know, picture illustration of what we need to just do. We need to just put aside our differences and come together and get to know each other. We all want the same thing as moms. We want our kids to be loved for, we want our kids to be cared for, and we want our kids to be safe. That's the heart of a mom, and as we see in Scripture, that's also the heart of God. We may not be used to seeing God being described as a mom, but um, in Luke 13, 34, Jesus Jesus spoke of his heart for his people, and he says this, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing I think this is a beautiful description of God's heart towards us. He wants us to lovingly care for us as hens care for and protects her chicks. Now I grew up here in Marietta on a farm and we had lots of chickens and we had hens with their little baby chicks. And I mean, we would see this, my sisters and I would always go out there and we'd love to watch little baby chicks and their moms, but the hens would literally gather the chicks under her wings and would protect them and care for them. And it's such a beautiful picture of the heart of God and it's a beautiful description of the heart of motherhood.
0: And that's what unifies us. That's what brings us together. All of us, we're all on this journey as parents, you know, like you said, wanting the best for our kids, but growing in his will for all of our lives. So we took a survey, we sent out a survey to a sampling of rancho women of all generations, and we heard from some women, we got some great, great responses Then, Why don't you share some of yeah. those?
1: Yeah, it was amazing. We wish we had all, a lot of time to share all the responses because they were just amazing, heartwarming. I mean, both mm-hmm. I think Lorlin and I both cried after reading a lot of these answers. So the first question we posed was this, what do you wish people knew your life was like as a mom? One, one mom wrote, it's exhausting, heartbreaking, time-consuming, life-altering, fulfilling, amazing, and wonderful. Just love every one of those words. Describes motherhood perfectly. Another mom wrote this, that it's the most selfless, tiring, yet rewarding job I'd ever, I've would ever, i ever had. It's not an Instagram type of role. It's no makeup, dirty hair, sitting on the floor all day, and yet you rejoice in the smallest new milestones witnessed in the disheveled chaos. And I know when my kids were little, I definitely lived in that disheveled chaos. Mm -hmm. It was always a little crazy at my house at times. Another mom said this, it's humbling, unpredictable, but the love is extraordinary. There are joys and challenges of motherhood. Being a mom has a lot of perks. Children are the most precious gift of life. Mine can make me laugh and cry in the same day. Our bond is priceless. Since I became a mom, my heart is full of compassion for my own mom and for other moms. It's a beautiful thing. And it is, motherhood is a Mm -hmm. beautiful thing and it's such a blessing to be a mom. So we also asked another question and when Laura Lynn and I saw this response come in, we knew we needed to share this with you guys this morning. And the question was this, what do you love most about being a mom? And this mom wrote this, I'm the mom of a son that has mental illness. He was 13 when he was diagnosed. My bright-eyed, blue-eyed son went from happy and carefree to then living with someone on an emotional roller coaster on steroids. Life for me as a mom has lots of peaks and even more valleys. Happiness, depression, anger, verbal abuse, and rages are a few of the highs and lows I deal with on a daily and weekly basis. Some days are great, and other days I would just love to go sit in my closet and never come out. But, at the end of the day, I know God is watching over me but I do question him often on how much I can handle because he knows my cup is full. We have had very intense conversations about this, she says, LOL. I know others have more to deal with, but this is my struggle in my life and I would never wish mental illness on anyone because it is not just our son that lives with it, but it's our entire family. But then she says, yet, with all of our trials, I love, and she put in bold, I love being my son's mom. I know he loves me. I wouldn't change a thing. At the end of the day, there's nothing more than a mom's unconditional love. Whether you've adopted or birthed your child, anyone can be a mother, but you can see the unconditional love a mom has for her child. And that is what I have for mine, pure, unconditional love. I love being his mom.
0: That is so beautiful. You know, it is true. At the end of the day, we love being moms. And no matter what you are going through, you know, remember, be you and go to the Lord. He is there for all of us. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of motherhood. And Lord, we thank you that we can go to you and we can yell and scream and let you know everything that we're feeling. Father, in your word it says there's therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And Lord, you make all things new. Father, I ask that you just bless all of the mothers out there, Father, the women that you continue to draw them to you that we may all grow in your image. In your precious name, amen. Amen.